A curved panoramic display flashes to life in an alien living room. Wild Galaxy is primetime television on at least 17 planets and dozens of moons. The opening credits play a highlight reel of a tan young man with dirty blonde hair narrowly avoiding evisceration from the most terrifying creatures in the Milky Way. Mom hears the thematic intro music from the kitchen. Zalazar! Are you watching that human beastmaster again? You know you'll get night terrors. Zalazar merely lowers the volume and listens intently as Jack Irwin appears smiling on the screen. Good day, and welcome to Wild Galaxy. We're here in the jungles of Kepler 752B, hoping to get a glimpse of the Great King Eater, a massive wildcat the locals call Kuro. Jack walks down a semi-beaten dirt path. Sunlight cuts through strange foliage and beams. The chaos of chirping in the jungle canopy is reminiscent of old-world earth birds. I'm told the Kuro haven't been seen in this region for over a decade, but most of the locals avoid their territory at all costs. A male Kuro weighs over 1,200 kilos and has enough bite force to puncture a titanium ship hull. They're a lot like a big cat from my home planet that died out long ago. Just a lot bigger. Jack reaches a clearing. A web far above sports a yellow arachnid the size of a mini cooper. Jack scrambles up a tree to get a better view. The camera drone follows. Now this is a rare sight indeed, and what a beauty she is. The strands of the web are so thick Jack is able to take a few steps and get up close and personal with his subject, as he's wont to do. His voice lowers to a near whisper. This is a Gradley Stalker, one of the most fearsome spiders in this quadrant. When explorers first encountered the jungles of Kepler 752b, they contemplated burning them down because of these guys right here. I have to say, I'm glad they didn't. Turns out jungles in this galaxy are rarer than habitable planets. The spider slowly shifts its hundred-eyed gaze to Jack. Zalazar pulls a blanket to his face, ready to hide just in case. Easy, girl. Easy. I'm going back down to the ground now. Jack backs away from the multi-legged monster and continues searching for the elusive Kuro. Ruminants with two heads nose around the underbrush. Opalescent flowers catch insects with jutting proboshi. A tiny ape-like creature stops to sniff Jack's boot and takes off, swinging into the depths of the rainforest. Where Jack is going? Jack pauses and kneels down. The camera drone zooms in on a giant paw print in the ground. Jack speaks quietly but confidently to his audience. Looks like we're pretty close, gang. These tracks look much too large for Pantiris. As you can see, the King Eater's feet are big enough for me to lay in. We have to be careful here. This cat is an expert hunter. If I don't see the Kuro before he sees me, I'm dead meat. He chuckles. You hear that? I think there's a waterfall up ahead. Jack folds back a couple of blue fronds the size of garage doors, revealing the scene. A trickle of water seeps out from a crag into a small stream where two impossibly rare green and silver-striped Kuro cubs play gleefully. Even the cubs are the size of small horses. Oh, wow, Jack whispers. Here's a sight for sore eyes. Mom and Dad are probably close by. The Kuro are one of the few species known in the galaxy for maintaining a tight-knit family unit their entire lives. They were close by, at least the mother was. She sat forty yards away, perfectly stealthy despite her incredible size, planning a preemptive attack in case this man intended harm to her cubs. Then again, he wasn't a native, and he was alone except for that metal bird. She inched closer. 
I am remaining perfectly still here in case the parents decide to make a last-minute appearance. If I don't trigger the chase instinct, I have a chance to get you guys a once-in-a-lifetime encounter. Ten yards away now, the mother Kuro could cleave Jack in twain in a single bound and claw. He was whispering something to the bird. Odd, but not malicious. He didn't have any of those loud fire-spouting sticks either. She made herself known. Oh, you're a good girl, aren't you? I don't mean you and yours any harm, girl. Easy now. Jack slowly outstretches his empty hands towards the titanic cat. She holds him in her predator gaze, calculating every minute detail of scent and body language. Maybe he was a friend. She issues a guttural growl just to test him. It sounds like someone starting up a Harley. Easy, girl, I'm not here to hurt you. Look, I brought you a present. Jack takes something out of his front shirt pocket in slow motion. Another guttural growl from the cat. Look here, the cats on my planet went absolutely crazy for this stuff. He carefully places the object, a sock in front of him. The Kuro sniffs at it hesitantly, sneezes, and starts nuzzling the sock with her face. Suddenly, she looks actually kind of cuddly. Jack faces the camera drone again. Honestly, I wasn't sure that would work. The Kuro was rolling around in ecstasy, breaking open the contents of the sock. Zalazar could see little green specks in the silvery parts of her fur. Ultra Ultra HD. You see, on Earth, catnip is thought to mimic feline pheromones, triggering a cat's receptors making them go a little bonkers. Looks like it does the same for these beauties. Jack bends down and starts to rub the Kuro's belly.